Hey everybody, welcome to the Fuakata Podcast. I'm Juan Navarro and I'm making the Fuakata. I'm making a nicer Fuakata for you. It's a, it's a very good Fuakata. It's a very juicy. A very, very juicy uh, Fuakata. It has a uh, jugo. It's like jugo for you, you know? Um, this week we talk about ass beatings. <laughs> and how a proper ass beating, being in life and relationships and business or whatever, is always an education, if anything. Uh, and I kind of relate a little personal story about it and everything else. Uh, I want to thank uh, Miami Comic Con for having me this weekend. It was really fun on Sunday. It was a nice, cool, small fucking comic book convention. A real comic book convention. It was a really cool time. Really fun. Um, I, I already talked to him. I was like, man, let me help you fucking get the word out on this con more. Um, I have a gift for some kind of gab, I guess, and just get this thing, because it's a good con, man, and it just needs to be supported a little bit more, it was a little slow this year, but they, you know, they said it too, that they didn't promote it as much as they wanted to, they had other stuff going on, but uh, it's a great con, awesome time, I loved it, thank you guys so much for having me, um, check out everything, uh, at the end, you know, as always, go to the Patreon, and, uh, help support the podcast if you can, but check me out on whatnot, I'm on almost every day on weekdays at 12 to 2 drawing, um, and I'm just super busy this week with commissions and getting some other stuff out, but you can always go to fuckout.com, and, uh, anyway, let's go, uh, get our ass kicked a little bit and, uh, learn together, that's nice, no? On to the show! So ass beatings. <laughs> um, tell you a story. When I was about, I think fifteen or sixteen, I'm trying to remember exactly. I was 1992. Remember, right? The exact date was like February 10th, 1992. Um, I was a freshman at uh, Design and Architecture Senior High Dash. And, um, man, that was a really rough year, that freshman year. That freshman year was one kick in the wheels after another. Um, it's one of those things that you kind of, yeah, it's the first year of high school. But I had just had uh, an ex-girlfriend pass away. Like, that was like a little girlfriend I had over the summer, but... She had some health issues and some other stuff, and uh, she passed away the October before, um, the the previous year, October nineteen ninety one, and um, I believe, and and there was so much shit going on. It was just, it was just one of those things. that's just one thing after another, and um, I was on the train one day, and uh, I was on the train. Uh, metro rail because when you go to these magnet programs they give you a metro pass and you can go on the train and that's how you get home that's how you get to school and everything else very independent which just leads you to skipping school and going to the beach I mean all the time that's what happened to me <laughs> um, I was a good artist I'm not a good student and uh, yeah so I, I was on the train and I remember a friend of mine um, I'm not going to name names but a friend of mine he was uh, young we were both young, but he was small. He was always like, you know, he was like my shoulder height. I mean, I think he's still shoulder height to this fucking day. 
and uh, just uh, we were on the train, and there's other schools to get on. So New World School of the Arts got on there. Matter Academy, not Matter. What's Mast Academy was on there. Ourselves Dash and everything else. And uh, so really, what happened too was only kids from MacArthur, which is actually like a remedial juvenile detention, rode the train. And uh, we're in the back, we're talking shit, this and that. And he asked me, he comes up to me, and I used to be like, walk into the train, put my bag down, and then go over and talk to somebody. I didn't care, because I was like, oh, whatever. And one day he asked me, hey, do you have that tape of something? This is back when there was cassette tapes. And he goes, he wanted to copy it. I'm like, yeah, sure, grab it from my bag, it's right there. So he goes to grab the bag, and he goes to do something. And then that, this dude just fucking walks up, this black kid. And he just tells him straight away, hey, man, what'd you do with my bag? And... Michael, you know, shit, I should have named his name, but I'll beep it out later. He couldn't, he didn't know how to react. He's like, this is not your bag, this and that. And then, you know, he started getting in his face. And I saw the altercation happening. I was like, oh, fuck. And I walked over and I was like, hey, man, what's the problem, bro? Like, you know, trying to defuse it already. He's touching my bag. I was like, well, that's not your bag. That's my bag. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Words were exchanged. And, you know, next thing you know it, he was walking away. And I was like, all right, cool. And I went to grab my shit and went away with Michael. And then he sucker punched me in the back of the head. I remember my glasses. It was just when the the train, the the doors were opening. And he sucker punched me and my glasses flew. And I think I remember another friend of mine ran out to grab my glasses. When that happened, I turned around and just grabbed his ass. And I threw him against one of the the chairs, the benches. And I just started pounding him. And I remember that time I had... I still have it. If you watch my stuff, I have metal rings on. I, I tend to have rings on. I always, I do like having rings on sometimes. Um, and I started beating the shit out of this guy. And uh, I remember I got I was sitting on top of him, kind of. And I was a big guy. Even then, I was a big guy. So I was just like, all right, use my weight to my advantage and start going to pound town on him. And I'm pounding on this guy. And I feel like somebody hitting me from the side. And I figure, oh. He got his arm out. He's hitting me back. And then I feel a hit from my other side. And I go, wow, I got both his arms out. Then somebody punches me in the back of the head. And I go, oh, shit. Like, how did he get a third arm? And in one of those, I turn around and it, it was black as midnight, motherfucker. I had his whole posse on top of me. So I did the best thing I dick could. I remember, I think I put my foot on his chest and pushed off so I could get these guys off me. I started flailing and wailing as much as I fucking could at everybody that was there. I had opened his fucking eye, like his, like right under his eye, I cut him. Um, not that I was punching so hard. It was, I think I had like a, I think I had a skull, skull ring with like little devil horns on it. And I think it cut him. And I fucking, I, 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 it was one of those things where it is not the, the spirit. The spirit was there. I was ready to go after everything. But I, that's when I knew what exhaustion was. I learned right there what the end of your rope is. And I remember just going, what the fuck is going on? I felt like I was looking through a camera as I suddenly started dropping on the floor because I was taking them all on i was hitting everybody i could but i was getting hit a million times supposedly it was even a point i did not see this but they told me people told me afterwards that uh there was a crowbar and somebody had to kick it away because if not they're gonna hit me with it there's a bunch of shit i, I don't know it was happening super fast and and it, for, for me it's super fast it was actually three stops on the train which you ever rode the miami metro rail 
you know, isn't that quick. Uh, it's, a, it's a while. And after belting off and just, you know, everything else, I just started falling. I, my knees got weak. They came out from under me. I started going down. My arms weren't moving as fast as I wanted to. And it's not that I felt any pain. I was mad. I was ready to go at it. But I just... Your body hits a fucking point where it just shuts down. And it, it was really literally like looking through a camera lens and seeing myself. I'm like, why am I on the floor? And at that point, the guy that I was originally hitting, his eyes bleeding, he's on top of me punching the shit out of me. I'm talking just punching the shit out of me. And all I could do was I reached up and I wrapped my hands around his neck. And all I did was squeeze as much as I fucking could. I just figured, you know what? Because I see everybody else is running out. And all the other people are running. And there's screaming and some shit going on. And I squeeze and squeeze and squeeze. And I just... As much as I fucking could. And he somehow got out of my hands. He finally just, like, hit my arms. Everything. I had, like, footprints all over my body. Like, from how much I got stomped on. Um, My face looked like the fucking elephant man. You know, I think I crawled out of the train, out of it. I don't know if I was trying to give chase or just trying to get off the train. (laughs) But I was just, um, yeah, I was all sorts of fucked up. And that's how I got jumped on the Metrorail train station. And there were various things afterwards. I mean, like, I think the the cop, the rent-a-cop that was for the station, even he hesitated to engage because he had been, he had just gotten back from being stabbed. So he was like really hesitant about that. Cops came. I don't know what happened. I know they made a report. I don't know what else happened. I never went to the hospital. So like I didn't know until two years later and I had some type of insurance coverage that I went to an eye doctor and I had like my right eye was all fucked up. That's like I'm going to have this slight slant and cross-eyedness on my right eye. I've noticed it just recently. I was messing around with some AI portraiture program and it kept putting me cross-eyed in the AI. And I was like, hey, what the fuck is going on here? I was like pissed off at it. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with it? Fuck you, computer. Fuck you. And uh, it's actually because the computer, I guess, just said, oh, you're fucking cross-eyed. I might as well put your eye this way. Um, so I never thought I had a problem with my right eye. But it's the one I close all the time when it's sunny. It gives me problems looking and staring sometimes. Now, as I'm getting older, it's like whatever. Uh, so really the, the veins behind that eye and a bunch of places are messed up and fucking tangled. The way they healed didn't heal right. Uh, I, I don't blame anybody because 1990s, nobody knew better. My parents were broken poor. It wasn't easy to fucking go to the hospital. That's why we needed to have fucking universal health care, but whatever. That's a whole other podcast. Um, but... It was just one of those things where I learned a lot really fast being in that situation. And I think at that time I had a real chip on my fucking shoulder. I had experienced the death at a young age of somebody that I cared about and somebody that was my age. So I was like, holy shit, what the fuck? And it was somebody that I think was to me very beautiful and very amazing and had such potential and she was cut down um so that made me bitter i was angry my parents had lost their business due to some other motherfucker and i already had a chip in my shoulder about bullies so i was just like i wasn't good with any of this stuff like i was not 
I, I couldn't settle. It was I was very angry all the fucking time. But what I slowly, like, really found out really fast is fuck your anger. <laughs> you know, like you can anger, be angry how you want, motherfucker. There's somebody that will take their anger out on you. I, I can't, I can't even explain to you how eye-opening, as much as my eyes were shut from being being the half to death, that experience was. It made me humble. It made me realize things. I saw afterwards to a lot of people and how they treated me, how my friends came to me, how people were. Um, and it was a little, a little weird because I also saw sometimes the selfishness people made it about them, you know, and there was like other situations like that. Um, there was a lot of different little things that I was just like, wow, you know, I learned a lot about humanity in that time. Um, it also made me realize that I was in a pursuit for an art career even then at 15 that I wanted to be this artist I wanted to get to get into Cooper Union or Pratt or one of these big fucking art schools and I was like gung-ho about it and I was like not seeing my friends and then I saw who my real friends were that came out to see me to visit me to make sure I was okay and uh, who weren't my friends and I I don't blame anybody I'm not one of those people like oh you're fucking chicken shit because some people saw what happened and didn't intercede they were afraid they were fucking scared I can't blame them for that I never blamed them for it I think I've told them as much but it did do something I I, I ended up severing uh, it kind of severed the relationship mutually too it's just there was a shame factor I think there for a lot of people that were that were there that didn't do anything and um I yeah I, I don't you know like I said it was an eye-opening moment there were so many aspects and perspectives of it that I learned very fast um life I learned life very fast and I think the lessons from there resonate today to this day I mean 30 years later you know and I tell you all this because when I go and say, you know, people need an ass beating, it's not me being this, <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to be an asshole for the sake of being an asshole. It's because an ass beating is a fucking amazing lesson. I don't know. I don't know if there's something cathartic in it. I don't know if it's something that really... And there could be an argument. I could have a doctor here right now and a psychiatrist. And I'll be like, well, actually, there's trauma. But there is something cathartic about that trauma. That kind of thing. Especially if you're being a measly piece of shit. Especially if you're being depressed or fucked up. I'm not saying this is like therapy of any of those sort. But years later, I remember watching... um, Fight Club, and uh, you know that whole Palinuk kind of idealism, and 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 not idealism, but kind of idea of living is kind of nuts. It's kind of insane, but it made so much sense to me because in the end, I knew exactly what he was talking about. I knew that when you're in that situation where you put your ass on the line in something, and it doesn't mean you fucking win; it means you fucking lose. But you walk away afterwards. You kind of 
have this huge relief structure. And I, I, I you could probably relate this to just the evolutionary involve, involvement from being like, I hunted and this thing almost killed me and I killed it and I won. Or I fucking just survived. That just, just surviving, that you're just so happy afterwards. And you start realizing shit. Um, I always look at that scene when Tyler Durden puts the gun to the back of the clerk's head from the 7-Eleven Quickie Mart convenience store place. And the other guy's telling him, like, why the fuck would you do that? Like, why would you do that? Because that guy's going to have the greatest fucking breakfast tomorrow. He's going to eat like it's the greatest meal of his fucking life. And I look at that and I say, yeah, that's that's exactly kind of what happens in that situation. You end up in that same kind of mindset where you sit there and go, holy shit. Like afterwards, you're like, man, I fucking survived this. I got through this. Not not bad. Like you suddenly have this new perspective. You start. It's a reboot of the system. The OS system. just Um, I think it's very, very necessary. And I think, you know, maybe it doesn't need to be violent. It doesn't mean anything, but that reset is amazing if you look at a lot of people out there entrepreneurs and uh uh, inventors and everything you'll see that sometimes those people that hit the fucking bottom and they get their fucking spine and heart just kicked out of them those are the guys that if they can get over it they just come out of they come out of that primordial who's a whole other animal you know they evolve like a Pokemon. Um, so I think sometimes when I see people and how ridiculous, and I'm one of them too, we can all be ridiculous, dude. I mean, we're, I'll sit there and be like, Wi-Fi costs too much. Uh, my Uber Eats took forever. Uh, like, I can see it. I'm like, I get it. You're being a fucking douchebag. Fine. You know? Reminder, remember, it can be worse. An ass beating will come around the corner, and when it does, all of a sudden you wish you had that those problems again. And that's what I mean by like ass beating is an education. I don't think enough people get the right ones that they need, and maybe it's, and then and, and you know what? Maybe by the other side there are people that get too many. <laughs> there are people out there that maybe they get too many, and all they've known is ass beatings. I, I, I can suspect one person's reality could be a total fucking nightmare to another person. And that person's going just fine, living day to day. It's something to realize that if you've never been in a fight, you've never been in those situations. Not to go look for him, but I'm not condoning that. But realize that maybe your problems are not as bad as you think. That you need to go through something. You know, you need a crisis. Henry Rollins had that joke a long time ago. It was like, they, uh, I want a crisis center that gives you a crisis. You know, like, hey, man, everything good? Everything good? Yeah, man, everything's great. Okay, cool. Can I see your hand? Yeah. Ah, you cut my hand. Like, All right, now you have a crisis. All right, good. All right, let's see you later. And now you got to solve it. You know, um, comfort is what kills everything. Comfort kills dreams. Comfort is the enemy. And it's hard. And it gets harder guys it gets harder as i get older and i'm like you know just don't have the energy i used to have my back fucking hurts my arm hurts and i think i have arthritis and i got bills and all this other shit 
it gets harder. There's no time that I'm like, oh, okay, no, things are going to go and work out and pan out. Things are going to go swimmingly from now on. You know, some people, they come to me and I guess they see what I've had or what I have. And they ask me advice and they think like I have flying cloud. And I'm like, no, dude, this is like every day is a new fucking mountain to climb. Every day I'm like, I'm on the cliffside hanging off one piece going, okay, where else do I grab from? How else do I get up this thing? It can't go down. How else do I go up? That to me is a big, 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 big deal. Um, realize that. Realize that. And, and have that in mind going forward. Um, and if you haven't, maybe pursue it. And if you're not, maybe you need to. If you think you're really working your ass off towards this dream you have, are you? Are you? Are you are, did you stop playing video games? Did you stop doing this? Did you stop doing that? Or are you eating shit? And now just blaming the world for all that crap. That's the only thing I would probably keep in mind going forward. Man, they really beat the fuck out of me now. <laughs> they really fucked me up. I, it's funny because... Some years later, uh, I, I was uh, um, out of that, and I had one friend, he came to me, and we were still friends, and everything's cool, you know, and I think we were high or something, and we were just talking shit, and he was like, he, he had been there, and he just straight up told me how, like, he was ashamed, and he felt so bad, and he almost got, like, teary-eyed for it. And at that time, I think I had a band that we were doing really good and I was doing some other shit. And I got accepted to these art schools in my junior year. And he was like, you know, and he felt like, oh, because I left Dash like a year later. After that, that year, it was like my last year at Dash. I ended up getting thrown out because I was an asshole. Um, and, you know, thrown out and I, and I wanted to leave. I, I was done with the school. And, you know, he was like, oh, I always felt like at fault because I didn't do anything. And I was like, what the fuck? I go, what were you going to do? Throw your body in front of the fucking fist? Because I looked at him and I'm like, this is a person that never fights. He's a, he's a peaceful person. He's all right. You know, don't fucking torture yourself like that. I go, if you could have, you would have, but you didn't. And I don't blame you. I've never blamed anybody. I never said shit. I could have sort of walked away. I could have ran away from that guy, but I didn't, did I? I stood my ground. I go, I found out the really hard way that you get to choose how you want to live. You get to choose. And, and you know what? And they, you get to choose how you want to die, too. And it spilled out of me. And, and I didn't, you know, this is not a witticism I had in, loaded in me or anything like that. It just came out. You get to choose. And you get to choose to be happy. You get to choose to be sad. You get to be choose to get mad. All these things, where how you're feeling, you get to choose. You decide. You really do get to decide. As long as you don't have some chemical imbalance or some shit on you, you get to decide. As long as you fucking decide it, it's going to happen. So it's up to you going forward in your life. If you want a happy life. If you want to see how fortunate you are, observe things and see how, how fortunate you are. And if not... Don't blame anybody for it. It's all on you. So I always feel that that was probably one of the better lessons I ever got in my life. It hurt. <laughs> it sucked. I like it. 
but it happened. And that's all you can do. Um, I'm not here to shortchange anybody on trauma. I'm not here to shortchange anybody on shit that has happened to you or any real matters. But it's amazing how many people I know that have gone through the fucking shit. And they function. And they find their way. I'm amazed. And way more shit than I have. Because I see what I went through and what I got from it. And I see how they are. And I'm like, wow. You know? This is like... I'm, I'm still amateur ranks. I'm looking at a professional. And it can be done. It can be done. Whatever you're looking at. Whatever you're facing. You can't get over it. It's all up to you. That's up to you. All right, guys, if you like this podcast and you really enjoy it, um, consider going to patreon.com forward slash Fuacata, F-W-A-C-A-T-A, and uh, give a buck a month. Um, if enough people do this, I'm going to be start doing an extra like Patreon-only podcast on there. Um, if you want to support the podcast in other ways, you can always pick up Fuacata number one off my website, uh, fuacata.com. Uh, you can also go to... Uh, there's links on my profile for my eBay store, for Etsy, um, for um, whatnot. Um, I'm on every day, uh, every weekday at 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. drawing live there. You can get a commission from me if you want. Um, you can get some artwork. You can get some comics. You can get anything you want off Fuagata.com. You can go to Patreon and support. Go to Substack. You can get a full subscription to the Fuagata uh, anthology as it comes out. Uh, and then behind the scenes stuff, a lot of videos, a lot of stuff that I post on there that you can't see anywhere else is on Substack and on Patreon. If you give the one or give the other, you get access to all of it. Um, consider going and giving to those and help support this podcast. And uh, if it does something for you, do something for, for it and, and keep it going, man. Uh, thank you so much, guys. Enjoy your day. Be good. <laughs>